wake up. This is not a dream, Heather. <laughs> Joy is so angry. Y'all want to know what Heather just did? I, did? I didn't even do anything Y'all want to know. Okay, <laughs> I was like so pumped because she didn't know who this was. And I did such a good job sending her a picture. I worked for like 10 minutes trying to find oh a picture that wouldn't give it away. So just so you guys know, Joy will send me a picture before she does her story <laughs> as a hint. And she's like, do you know what this is? And I said, no, I don't. And she was like, no, I don't. Yeah, she just said that. Anyways, so she posted the hint. And there were two comments besides mine. There was Todd Forlom, who said, you're doing a podcast about my mother. And then there was Xenomorph. Oh, that's a good name. All right. <laughs> who said, hmm, did Charlize Theron, Theron. Theron play her in a movie when the kids were much older, of course, when the kid was much older, because it's a picture of some kid. And I was like, yeah, they're right. And then I was like, I'm just joking. It's a, it's not, it's like obviously that person's mother. Like I was trying to play it off that it was a joke. And she goes, oh, I know who this is. And it ruined it because I've literally so gone this far. You gave yourself away there, you know. <laughs> no, it was that person's mother. It was. That, Have you seen the movie? No, uh, it's I want good. to. It's pretty good. You I should want see to. It. You should definitely see it. All hey right. guys, how are you? Everybody ignore everything that just happened because I don't <laughs> want anybody to know. Guys, listen. Y'all, it's a surprise. Okay. I'm super excited. I have no idea what this is. Xenomorph, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed by your oh, wait. weird mouth that wait, comes wait, out wait, of wait, your wait. mouth. Yes. You got another comment. Oh, <gasps> shit. Yeah. Okay. To... We're putting the this podcast is, on hold. The comment wasn't on Apple Podcasts. Oh, um, what was it on? It was on um, Podbean. Oh, what? So I'm just trying to grab All it. All right, y'all. I'm excited for this. Where is I'm it? not mad anymore. Here we go, here we go. Yes, I am. Oh, for some reason on my app right here, I cannot see the name of the person. Oh, sorry, person. They have, it's a person. They'll know. They will know who it is. Thank you, person. They said, this has become my Monday afternoon commute podcast. Really enjoying the stories and interaction between the two of you. Keep up the great work. Oh, I love it. Thank you, person. Merci beaucoup. Think. I thought you were saying the name for a minute. I was like, oh, you got it? I thought it was like Mercy something. Also, I didn't really read any of the... Sorry. I didn't read any of the other comments ever on Podbean, but there's other ones, too, that what? say, I love this podcast. <gasps> Thank you, guys. Sorry. You guys were heard. Now. And then... Wait. Wait. Yes. All right. I'm going to go through them all. There's 11. I've, oh! Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's like Christmas. Flying Dad Bomb was the one who said that one I just That's, read. Okay. Yes. Matthew says, I love this podcast. Tajuzit can't. Okay, I tried. Guys have been listening since your first, and to Heather, even before the different perceptions here make. There's no periods in this. I'm sorry. Okay, no. Different perceptions here make storytelling in this form quite unique. Impressed with the quality overall. Well done. Yay! Quiet Sneakers says this was a really good episode. Wow! In regards to the Amityville Horror episode. Oh, thank you. Quiet Seeker also says in regards to Travis the Chimp. You guys are great. I love Heather's storytelling and Joy's reactions. Oh, and then these podcasts are growing on me fast. Yay. Quiet Seeker again. Like the plague. For the unsolved murder in room 1046. LMAO, that ending. Can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> also, snore laughs. I for, oh, shit. <laughs> I call those manly snorts. Manly snorts. Oh. Um, nope, Viv says, this was an unbelievably chilling story. This is in regards to Skylar Niece. Oh, 
I can't believe how it played out like it did. One psychotic girl enters two innocent girls' lives and completely destroys everything in them. Just one 15-year-old. Good first episode. We'll love to see what comes next. Aww. Quiet Seeker again to the Skylinies episode. Great stuff, guys. Loving it. Dang. Thank you, Quiet Seeker. You Thank are you. You're our on biggest it. fan. You... <laughs> You are awesome. We have Kuzkv. Just I, I have no idea. Kuzkv. It's just a bunch of of Kuzkus letters. Kuzko. <laughs> I like the whole informed view versus the interested and uninformed. Two people talking about the same thing would get old, but to see natural reactions roll out of someone who didn't know the story adds something to it. That was for oh. the Skylar Nees episode. Two more. Julian says, this was actually a really good listen. You guys have good chemistry together and put up and put over the details well. Thanks. I'm guessing that was misspelled. Maybe. I don't know. Listened while studying. Keep it up. Maybe put up a YouTube channel together for a bigger audience at some point. And then A underscore Holmes says, been so excited for this. Aww. And that's it so far. So that makes my day. We've got lots of awesome comments from you guys. Thank, thank you. you guys. Sorry that we didn't notice that until now. It's my fault. But thank you. <laughs> it's it's all my fault. We got more uh reviews. We oh. got twenty nine now. All Dang. five stars. Thank you guys. Hell yeah. Thank you. And we um just like another side note, because we we're like we're, I guess referring things for a minute. Mm-hmm. That new Ted Bundy show is pretty goddamn good. I think it's okay. I still want to watch more. Uh, yeah, we only saw two episodes. Hopefully they... I want... I wanted more... Kind of a different ...content. Take. I was expecting there to be more new stuff that I didn't know about, but it seems like... Yeah. It, so far, it's just like a overview of Ted Bundy, which I already know very well. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see all the cool... I like to see the clips of the old clips. Oh, yeah, that's nice pretty cool. Outfits. That is and cool. And I like to see, like, the interviews with people. I think that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. the one survivor. Oh, my that God. That was cool to see her. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Okay. Let's do this episode. All right, now to the actual episode. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's let's put on our swim trunks and dive in. Oh, my God. I know. That's never going to die. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoa, I have so many bookmarks happening. Oh, shit. Okay, hold up. How many where, pages? Where the fuck am I right now? Is this the same notebook you use for all of your stories? Are all of them in there right now? Oh, that's I was at the very end. That's why. I was like, why? Are, what, where'd my story go? Is that the same one? Um, it's pretty much the same one. I used one other notebook at one point mm-hmm. just because, oh, shit, I wrote a lot. Oh, my God. That whole thing was still there. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Okay, let's start it. Okay, we're going to pretend like none of that happened. Ahem. <clears throat> In the woods of Florida, off of I-75, seven bodies were found in the span of the year of a year, from 1989 to 1990. Mm. On December 1st, 1989, the body of Richard Mallory, who is 51, was found dead. He had owned an electric shop, and this was the only case in which the murderer, who we are not going to name yet, actually stood trial for. That, wait, that was the only murder she stood trial for? Mm-hmm. How come? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I know. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to fucking find out. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. June 1st, 1990. The body of David Spears, 43, a construction worker, was found with, a, with six bullet wounds in his torso and was completely nude except for a baseball cap. June 6th, 1990. Somehow that hat stayed on. <laughs> June 6th, 1990. The body of 40-year-old Charles... 
Karskadin, Karskadin, a part-time rodeo worker, that's badass, was found. He had been shot nine times. Dang. July 4th, 1990, police found the car of Peter Seams, 65. His body was never found, but the murderer confessed to the crime. Witnesses saw both the murderer and their girlfriend leaving the car where it was eventually found. Mm. August 4th, Troy Burrs, 50 at the time, a sausage salesman. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not even going to go in. <laughs> Boy, your wiener's here. We got all shapes and sizes. <laughs> oh my god, get that out. Anyways, who had been missing since July 31st was found decomposed in the woods. He had been shot twice. September 12, 1990, Dick Humphreys, 56, a retired Air Force major, police chief, and Florida State child abuse investigator, was found. He was fully clothed and had been shot six times in the head and torso. Car found away from the body later. Finally, the body of Walter Gino Antonio, 62, was found November 21, 1990. He was nearly nude and had been shot four times in the back and in the head. They found his car five days later. January 9th, 1991, Eileen Warnos was arrested. This bitch. And this is the story of Eileen Warnos. I really thought, maybe it's because we were singing it earlier, but mm-hmm. I really thought you were going to go into the Fresh Prince theme song again. This is a story all about how this lady <laughs> life got, got turned upside down. Dude, I was going to say, did all these happen in the summer? Because that summer heat in Florida is a bitch. Like, I noticed one, it said, like, decomposed body after, like, four days. Oh. A body in the heat of summer with the human... All right. Disgusting. Ahem. It was the first time in American history a serial killer was a woman. Damn. Is that really the first time in history? Yeah. In American American history. history. Holy shit. I think that's pretty Well, that makes sense, because what? They didn't... Well, no, I guess it doesn't matter because they didn't coin the like term serial killer until what the seventies or something. But then again, that doesn't mean serial killers but didn't like exist Albert before. Fish and things are like yeah, known they as existed killers. before. They just weren't mm-hmm. called serial killers at the time. I guess yeah, That's so crazy. So yeah, this was the first in American history. Damn. So Eileen Carol Warnos was arrested in Daytona Beach in Florida. She had been working as a hitchhiking sex worker. Mm. Quote, I still have to say to myself, I still have to say that I was in, it was all in self-defense. That was a quote from Eileen herself in her first confession. Mm. Eileen claimed that the men were going to beat her, sodomize her. Y- you know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In case you don't, it, yeah. Um, in case you don't, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Or just be completely violent towards her. So she shot them out of self-defense, which already is a lot that you would shoot somebody like nine times. Yes, I need to shoot you nine times out of self-defense. Or the person who was shot in the back. Yeah, like, self-defense. It was self-defense. Stop yeah. running from me. Yeah, he was running you backwards need to stop. right you towards stop her. Stop running backwards right towards, towards her. I'm feeling threatened. <laughs> I would. That actually, that's kind of scary. He's like, can you imagine how terrifying that would be? He's Holy. fucking moonwalking back towards you. <laughs> and like, he's not even. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> One of the victim's daughter, Humphrey, who is the retired police chief, felt differently. She claimed that there was no sex involved and that her father was not that kind of man. Eileen, though, 
claimed that she had never provoked any of them and that it was, again, in self-defense. Many of the relatives spoke out against Eileen's claim. Mm. Politicians, and there are some kind of fishy things. So at the time, politicians were actually using their, let's execute Eileen, like kill her, statements just to try to get votes, especially mm. from the Christian community because Eileen was a lesbian serial killer. Of course. Which I think was, wow, that's kind of, okay. Even Ted Bundy was offered life of imprisonment, and Eileen was never even offered that. It was wow. automatic death sentence, which I thought was a little bit interesting. They were caught in the same state, right? Florida? Shit, where was Ted Bundy caught? Was Florida. Was it in Florida? Uh, initi- or not initially. At he was, like, caught. The last place he was like, caught oh. was Florida. Dang. That's where he was killed, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think you're right. Maybe we need to watch this documentary. We need to finish watching it. <laughs> Look, we got more watching. Guys, <laughs> I told you I knew everything about Ted Bundy, and I just Look, sit here saying I don't know experts, anything. We're experts, but we also need to watch this documentary. Oh, my God. By the time, so this this story is going to be a little bit all around because I was going off of a documentary, so it was kind of going all oh. the way around. So um, just bear with me. Okay. Um, by the time she had already had four death sentences, wow. Eileen's lawyer, a born again Christian, and her born again Christian mother were trying to make as much money as they could off of Eileen's story. Disgusting. Yeah, it's it gets worse. Um, many of the police officers even resigned after they made Hollywood deals as well for money. Oh, my God. They had even um, been caught trying to tape their interviews with her and sell them. Wow. Just just for money. Nobody was trying to help her. Oh, my. Not that, that is so like, shady. Like, she definitely had mental problems, and mm. I just, I personally don't think that she got a fair trial, mm. but we're going to keep going through that. Obviously, she killed people but like we're gonna go okay look okay (laughs) but everything got covered up so they didn't even like nothing it was just done after that Hmm. so eileen was on death row for 12 years before her final (laughs) holy crap her previous lawyer never investigated anything or even tried to fight for a lesser sentence so she got a new lawyer by her final final freaking trial the previous wow. lawyer actually spent most of the time making money from selling um, her interviews, including making 25000 for one interview. So is this, do you think that everyone, because I, I don't even mm-hmm. hear this much like, uh, you know, wanting to make money off of yeah. your, your client going on with other serial killers. There was Jeffrey Dahmer. There was Ted Bundy. I've never really heard it. And I've never seen it like this before. Do you think it's because it was the first woman that everyone was just like, it's a story. It's insane. Yeah. It's new. I, really, it's, I, I feel like it God. was. I feel like people were like, oh, this could be big. This is the first woman serial wow. killer in the history yeah. of America. Let's hop on it. Yes, because it's not like she killed more people because I guarantee you she did not. But Seven people, which is yeah. still like a lot. But oh, of course, but yeah. it's nothing like what they, we haven't mm-hmm. seen before. Sadly. So, and they actually have a recording of him doing the $25,000 deal just for oh, money. My God. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of money. Though. And her new lawyer actually even brought this up in the final trial just because everything that happened was just so unfair. Mm-hmm. But the state prosecutor honestly just wanted to execute her immediately. Like, she really didn't even have, like, a chance of, like, life imprisonment, which I think is a little bit crazy. Wait, if they wanted to execute her immediately, how come it took them 12 years before her last trial that she was sitting on death row? Why was she there so long? they had to have enough evidence to have the final signatures to do it. Oh, so they just waited Mm -hmm. 12 years for something. I guess for all the evidence to go through, it was kind of a crazy thing. Okay. 
So the old lawyer used to even make jokes about her getting the electric chair. This guy. This guy. And he was just like this hippie. There was like this time where on his way to go like talk to her, he smoked like seven blunts. <laughs> just like, all at once? Just like, all right, guys, drive, here I go. <laughs> guys, here I go. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. But he was just, he was very unexperienced and things like that. Unexperienced? Yeah. Um, so he had taken the case. So some say he had taken the case to make money and get per publicity, but some feel like he was just extremely unexperienced, and when the t- opportunity came up to make money, he just took it. Unexperienced. Yeah. You know that's not a word, right? <laughs> Non-experienced. <laughs> Inexperienced! Unexperienced. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was going to let it go, but I did not. LDS. <laughs> so Eileen dreamed of being free one day and to live with Arlene Pro. I can't even pronounce it. Prale, um, who was also a born-again Christian, who saw a picture of Eileen and ended up actually adopting her while she was in prison. That's right. That's right. That's so weird. she had, like, promised, like, she wanted to take Eileen back to her horse ranch and help, like, convert her to Christianity and help her actually start a new life, which I think is actually, like, a really sweet thing that you, like, see someone who's, like, crazy and you're like, I want to help them. But, But, yeah. I mean, there was a lot... Like at the time, a lot like it was very true. It was it self defense. Like She's, it wasn't completely ever proven. So she was saying she wanted to adopt her. How old is Eileen? Like She's like forty in her thirties, early thirties. <laughs> I'm gonna adopt you. That's yeah, what? I guess so. Well, I'm sorry. there's Eileen's childhood was really messed up, and yeah. I think that she might have seen that. So we'll go a little bit more into that. Too. Didn't know you could adopt a legal adult, but I guess somebody I please adopt every me. Day. Actually, please don't. That's weird. <laughs> I'm an adult. I was given my sock and Dobby's free. (laughs) All right. So Eileen was told um, that it wasn't because, like, it was a number of kills. It didn't matter if it was self-defense or not. Um, So her self-defense claims were completely invalid because there were seven kills. Interesting. Because at the time, like, she was saying, like, one guy even raped her. Like, and it was, like, a Mm -hmm. big deal. Like, it turned out she was lying. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, at the time, that would have been a huge deal that, like, this woman who was, like, raped and stuff. Right. Going to, like, be murdered. Well, like, put to death because of it. Yeah. And she's saying it was Mm self-defense. Like, let's, you know devil's advocate she mm-hmm. actually did get attacked seven times and had to kill all seven of those people in self-defense it's yeah. like impossible almost. yeah but, you know what if and mm-hmm. then she would just get killed for it that'd be so especially crazy. because she was only on trial for one of the murders that's true so it was just like a lot of kind of crazy things obviously she was a bad person <laughs> but there was just like a lot of things during the trial that were just like a little yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did something wrong, but she also got an unfair trial. Mm-hmm. So Nick Broomfield, which um, I watched a lot of different things, but he was the main documentary that I watched. He was a British film director who investigated how Eileen was being treated. He actually mm-hmm. was in Britain and saw how like unfair the justice system was. Mm-hmm. And so he came over to do a documentary just to kind of show. I think I've heard of this guy. I think, did he do a documentary about Courtney Love after... He might have. He did two on Eileen, but I'm not sure. I I want to say that was him. It could have been. I think it was. He he was pretty cool. So, um, and do do do. He actually became pretty close with Eileen, which I thought was really interesting. It really did seem like he was trying to figure out what was going on with her, and he was like. In the end, he was like, "It honestly upsets me that they're putting to death somebody who's so mentally unstable." That is so sad. 
Because oh man, she don't really even get me started about the death penalty because you, there's just there's so much that goes through my head when I think mm-hmm. about it. I, I just even putting like one innocent person person to death makes me just never want to yeah, even it's scary. deal with it. But like at the same time, like I not feel, not that she's innocent. Sorry. No, 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 not that she's innocent. Just I made feel me think that. like not trying to get like uh, I don't know. I feel like if I were a horrible person and I had done mm-hmm. all this, honestly, I wouldn't want to fucking live in prison. I'd be like, just kill me. Mm. But that's just me. I guess it's like zombie apocalypse. I'd probably be the first to freaking shoot myself. <laughs> I would not be down for that. It's it it is Easy it's way. tough. Everything's tough because as so humans tough. we make mistakes. Even oh, our yeah. justice system makes mistakes, and it's just really it's, risky. Yeah, all of it's risky. Yeah, I feel like it should be something that you ask for. Interesting. Because I would ask for it. <laughs> just so you guys know. Please, just so y'all know, <laughs> if you find out that I murdered nine people, please just kill me. Just kill her. Oh, God. Dark. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Anyways, <clears throat> back to the story of, yep. Uh, 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 so he came because he wanted to kind of expose what was happening and hopefully give her a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also what the second lawyer wanted. The second lawyer actually cared about what was being hap- like t- how she's being treated, and he wanted to help her as well. Not because they necessarily thought that she was innocent, but just because they felt like she wasn't getting what she deserved. Mm-hmm. So after the final trial, Eileen knew her fate and did not want to die a liar. She confessed to killing the men in first-degree murder, which is the intentional murder and um, that is willful and premeditated. Mm-hmm. Um, so she confessed to first-degree murder and robbery. Quote, not so much a thrill kill. I was into Robin. I was into the Robin biz. <laughs> I mean, serial killers are into these thrill kills jams. <laughs> Oh my God! This lady, oh, this is so hilarious. Okay, Can you do I was accent? into the Robin and eliminate the witness, Eileen Warnos. Beautiful. She claims that they picked her up and she knew who she was going to kill. And she then admits that mm. um, it was not self-defense and it really was. Um, and she was actually really sorry about everything. That she was just very, very desperate for money. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I actually have never seen a documentary on this. The only knowledge I have of this entire case is that Hollywood movie. So oh, probably really? some of it that was wrong. Yeah. So, um, quote, we all, wait, we have evil in us. All of us do. And evil happens to come out. Um, evil happens to come out in because the circum. Oh, in me, because of the circumstances of what I was doing. She kind of had like weird slang so it was kind of hard to Mm. like translate um because of what i was doing hitchhacking hooking on the road i was that accent yes i was a homeless person all my life Mm -hmm. that was eileen's quote end quote Mm -hmm. Um, she carried the gun for protection but um rent was starting to be late and so eileen's girlfriend and Eileen's girlfriend, Tyra, liked to go out all the time. And Eileen was just desperate for money, which led her to killing for the money. So Tyra was just, like, out having fun with money. Like, you go yeah. hook and kill people. I'll be over here. She knew about it the entire time. I'll be over here partying. Oh, yeah. So Tyra actually knew about the murders all along, and she didn't say anything until she was questioned by the police. And then that's when she became a witness against Eileen, and that's when she, too, started selling towards to Hollywood. Lord. Okay. Can I just... I feel can really, I just like... I, she was so betrayed. <laughs> I just need to say, uh-huh. this... <laughs> 
this Tyra girl. I'm sorry. Can you just imagine her like taking off to like go goof around or whatever with money, and you're just like you have your hands in your hips. You're like, if I have to kill one more man for money, this I swear, and you just oh out gosh. here walking her. And right. oh, can you imagine how mad you'd be? Oh my gosh, I'd be yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. And, like, Tyra, you have to know something's wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. you're okay with her going to kill. Like, I feel like she should have been charged with something, too. But, of course, she wasn't. Because she actually teamed up with the cops also. Oh, yeah. Of course she did. There she goes. There was a lot of messed up stuff happening. Um, So, Tyra also betrayed Eileen by getting her to confess over a series of taped phone calls. Eileen even still loves her, like... Until she died, mm. even though Tyra did all these things. A classic phone call. Yeah. So she'd literally be like, just like, let's talk about what mm-hmm. happened. Like, it's going to be okay. I'm not going to let anything happen to you, but let's just talk about it. Guys, if your loved one calls you and you're in prison, it's being recorded. Oh, just, yeah. Just FYI. It's it's happening. I want it to be recorded because I'd be like, fuck you, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Get me a nail. <laughs> or wait, what's, the, what's the file? Oh, I don't even know. Does Isaiah listen to this podcast? Probably not. <laughs> He'll never know. He doesn't know about the she's not a 10 story that I oh said here. Oh, my God. <laughs> he told me to forget about it. <laughs> forget about what bit. Okay, anyways, let's get back to the story. <laughs> um, Eileen still loves her, and um, Eileen feels so sorry to the loved ones who were all the victims, of all the victims, and that all of her other stories weren't true. And at one point, she even, like, went into detail about how, like, somebody, like, poured alcohol into her fucking vagina and into her nose and was like torturing her and she just made it all up and then this like it upset me even though she was Wait, very, she made very, that up? Yeah, she made that up. Like Damn. in one of Yeah, and like when Nick brought it up, he was like, I mean, it was really convincing and she's like, "Really? That's sad." I mean, she has a point. You, I was going to say like it's not like things like that don't happen. Yeah. But, Which is sad, but it didn't happen to her, so she lied. Yeah, there's just like, it was hard because it's hard to get mad at somebody like, she was so off the... Yeah, I know that people have had issues with her because some people think that she's justified or some people think, you know, they feel bad for her, like you said. And it, like, you can't just, I, it's hard because you can't feel bad for a killer. You, I don't it doesn't think, mean that they yeah, can get off. She's still a killer, and mm-hmm. she, like, obviously did bad and I think that she definitely needed to be in jail and like need to learn her lesson Mm -hmm. but you can just tell how unstable she is and I feel like a lot of I don't feel like the justice system really did her justice if that makes sense it's hard because it's like what what else could they have done besides maybe give her life in prison Mm -hmm. then she would have just been Been in prison her whole life yeah so why why Mm. is this all so hard I don't know there was just like a lot to it it's sad when people have to grow up like that. It really is. So, um, this is not this is not a woe is me, Eileen. It's just like it's very interesting how this case was handled, in my mm-hmm. opinion, which is kind of why I did it. Um, just because this whole thing was just really crazy to me. Dang. So, yeah. uh, quote: "You have to kill Eileen Warnos because she'll kill again." That was actually a quote from Eileen herself. Oh, she was she like, talks about herself in the third person now? She was like, you need to kill me because I'll kill again. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, so do, do, um, something that was kind of interesting, too, was her first victim 
and she didn't know this because obviously she was just robbing and killing, but actually turned out to be a known sex offender who had like several cases against him and everything like that. Um, But obviously she didn't know, but I thought that that was a little bit ironic. Interesting. Um, So the last trial, she even dismissed any witnesses that were going to be brought. She honestly Hmm. just wanted to die at a certain point. She's like, I don't even know these people. They they barely even know me. They say they grew up with me, but they barely even know me. But Mm. one of them was actually her best friend. Like They barely know her. So she was just trying to dismiss everything just to sabotage her own defense. So this is where things start to get a little, a little dark. Oh, it's not dark yet? Yeah, it's, it's really... <laughs> so um, the people who knew her from childhood said that she had actually been selling blowjobs since she was nine years old. Oh, I did know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Um, and that the oh, witness so even knew how abused that she was. Like, the one time she ran a little bit late coming home, and the minute she got home, um, her grandpa just bent her over and just started like smacking her not like a spank but he whipped out a button like a belt a button <laughs> he, was, he, was, oh. he was just bouncing on her <laughs> he whipped out a belt and just started like freaking Damn. walloping her so and one of her first boyfriends um was so ashamed that he was even dating her that he wouldn't like let her be near him in public and he would call her dirt and a bitch and didn't want to be seen with her and he would throw rocks at her if he got to if she got too close to him because he want she wanted to be with him and she he even knew that she was being molested and having sex with her brother at the time her older brother she was wow. being like molested by him and things like that wow yeah this girl barely had a chance yeah um and like he like they everybody knew how abusive his like her grandpa was um this really does seem like it would be one of those nature versus nurture things where it's just like almost yeah also, and always one time all, what am i trying to say almost all the nurture yeah she was raised this way and, and that's how she became the way she did and at one point like one guy said that he went somewhere to meet up with friends and they were all like pretty much having sex with her and he just joined in like oh. when she was like nine. Oh, that's it gonna just, do something to you. It. She was treated like complete dirt. Like she just wanted to be with this boyfriend, and then like he just completely. She, she grew like, up Get in... away from me. Get out of my face. You're a bitch. You're dirt. Ooh. You don't amount to anything. Yeah, that's gonna do something to you. Yeah. So um, uh, um. She grew up in Florida, right? Her she actually life? grew up in shit. I want to say it was one of the M places. Missouri? I think it was, I think it might have been Michigan. Okay. Or, no, no. I don't know. Something with an M. I always forget. I don't think it was Missouri. It might have been Montana's closer to us. No, it was something else. It might have been Michigan. There. Let me see. Let me try to remember all the M's. Wasn't Massachusetts, because I feel like I would have remembered no. that. Wasn't Maine? I would have remembered that too. I should Google it. I'm gonna Mon- Montana's up there. We have. I feel like Montana's mm, too close to us. What we have? Mm, what else starts with an M? Missouri. It's not Missouri. I'm I bet it's it Missouri. Up. I'm gonna hate everything if it is. Born. I bet it's. It's. Mm, What's M I? Michigan. Michigan. Oh yeah. yes, it was Michigan. I'm not okay. dumb. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, I swear it's Michigan. So when did she move to Florida? Um, I'm going to get into that. Oh, okay. So 
do, do, do. I, I really missed a lot. Okay. So when Eileen was born, um, her mom actually abandoned her at six months old and left her with the grandfather and the grandmother. That sounds really familiar to <clears throat> Ted Bundy. Yeah. And um, the father, the actual father, they were getting a divorce, and the father was actually arrested for sexually assaulting a younger boy, and he hung himself. Oh, that's dark as hell. Mm-hmm. And there was a rumor that, a rumor, we don't know if it's for sure, because obviously they didn't really have, I don't know if they had paternity tests, but there was a rumor mm-hmm. that the grandpa was actually her dad. Is this is this a story about Ted Bundy? Are we listening to a story about Ted Bundy? Right the now? only thing is the mom actually left. She never she never saw the mom. Okay, that's slightly different, but that's like really yeah, bizarrely completely similar. Completely abandoned her at six months old. Wow. Um. So there was obviously a lot going. on. Do you on think her, her mom like saw her later in life and knew that was her daughter? I don't think that she did because there was an interview later with the mom, and the mom didn't even know a lot of the stuff about this. Oh, they did find the mom later on. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Okay. So, um. Eileen actually had a baby at 13, and um, they gave up the baby for adoption. And at that point, um, a little bit after that, I believe, her grandmother died. She calls her a mom because obviously her mom Mm -hmm. wasn't there, but her grandmother died. Mm -hmm. um, And the grandpa blamed Eileen for stressing out the grandma and telling her that it was Eileen's fault that the grandma died and kicked her out. Oh, my God. Into the woods. She lived in the woods. That's right. She did. So after the baby, um, she lived in the woods um, at the end of her street for two years. She would spend nights as a sex worker just to be able to stay in the hotel for the night. Oh, my God. It makes me want to cry. She's 13. That's like as that's as rough as it gets, honestly. Like, and this was Michigan. She was sleeping in the snow. No. Oh my god! I just like what a cry. Like, it honestly breaks my heart. Obviously, there is no excuse for murdering people. No, but, but this, this is this is rough. The person we're talking about right now is a child, not a murderer. Yeah, this is at this point. This is a child. It's very sad. An abused child mm-hmm. who's literally sleeping in the snow. And when they interviewed the mom later, she had no idea that she was ever kicked, like living in the woods. I'm obviously I'm going to wait until you say it, mm-hmm. but it's very it's interesting cuz I it's I want to figure out at what point in her life did she change? You know, where did she stop going from a child and into a killer? Mm-hmm. Like I wonder what did it. So, um she would send the da da we did that, and she would shower in the motel, so she would do it just so she could have a shower, have a bed to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she would, like, use money just to kind of get alcohol from the gas stations just to kind of, like, forget her sorrows. Um, and she was always picked on, um, and she would fight back um, a lot. Obviously, I feel like she deserves to fight back a little bit. Um and later on, a lot of her childhood friends actually ended up regretting their actions. And um, but some would even like say, "Well, I tried to help, but nobody ever ever helped." Mm. Um, according to her best friend, no one helped her. Nobody would even give her clothes just to help her. Um, and it, everybody's just so mean to her. It was it was kind of her life was beyond rough. Like, oh my god. So um, there was a man named Dennis who also lived in the woods with Eileen, um, and Dennis used to be cross-dresser, and let's just say, like, I wish I could find a picture, because he was fine as fuck. I, I even rewinded. I was like, Isaiah, look at this. And then he's like, damn. And I was like, oh, that's a man. And he was like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. I shouldn't have told him that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. um And so he was talking about how he 
so he was like a kid kind of at the time. I think he was a little bit older than her. Um, mm-hmm. And he chose to live in the woods and he would like make camps out of like the old stumps. And sometimes Eileen would like come and like want to like visit him and like stay with him just because she had like nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually she stopped coming. And so Dennis was telling about his like views, like seeing her and everything. And he talked about the local pedophile, he said, named Chief. And was Chief his real name? Yeah, Chief. That, that cannot be his real name. I don't believe I it. I guess that's probably just what they called him. And Jeez. that it was believed by most people that Chief was actually the father of Eileen's son. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, but that's just a rumor. I'm just going to say that's a rumor to make myself feel better. Okay. Um, but... Even Chief eventually committed suicide, and Eileen used to stay there all the time. They used to hang out a lot, and she would, like, there's, like, a picture of her sitting on his lap. Surprising, actually. But, um, and a lot of kids actually hung out at his house. Which is crazy because this is like the '80s. Y'all should should have known better. Oh wait, no, this is no, like the this 70s. is the '80s. They would not have known I better. Lied. This is probably like the '70s. Okay. Anyways, let's. Oh yeah. That. Okay. Time. Freaking '70s. Um, oh, do you know? Okay, it's kind of a side note, but uh-huh. I was I forgot what podcast it was because all I do at work is listen to murder podcasts. Yeah. That's my life. That's amazing. One of them said a statistic that was like, "Do you know what decade had the most murders or the most serial killings? Either the most serial killings or the most murders in it? I think it was the most murders. What decade in the in the U.S. in the U.S." Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like it would be like 1890s. Nope. Early 1900s. I feel like how many murders? Just fucking shoot everybody all the time. You know what I mean? It was like wow, what? Okay, documented murders. Okay, okay, that's better. I would say uh, it's hard because there weren't as many people like so many years ago. I would say like no, it's like a per capita thing. I would I would say 70s. I thought it was gonna be seventies too. We were is both sixties. We were both slightly wrong. It is the eighties. Really? Yeah. The most murders happened in the eighties, and then it's gone down since then. But oh, I thought that funny. was really interesting. That's crazy. Because no, I, I would have thought it was the seventies too. Huh. All right. That's kind of cool. I mean, that's not cool, but <laughs> never mind. I'm gonna go Fuck. back to. So, anyways, he would put all the kids in his lap, and they would just talk, and it was like the hangout place. But Dennis was like not down because apparently Chief <laughs> would give like gave him the creeps, and he had chickens. Okay, I feel like this says a lot, especially because Eileen hung out with this guy a lot. He would have chickens, and right when the eggs were almost ready to hatch, he'd pick them open so the chicks would die. Oh my god. I feel like as a little girl hanging out with somebody and like looking up to somebody because obviously you have no family figure. Yeah. I feel like that would really fuck you up. I mean, that, yeah, that's essentially what you guys you're together. It's I mean, you're not even not even for a reason other than to make that the chicken suffer. That's the reason why yeah, you're doing it, it to make an animal suffer. I just I don't know. I felt like that was kind of something important to put in there just because like yeah, that's interesting. she obviously had to have been there for a lot of that cuz the other yeah. kids saw it. Yeah. So when um so Eileen was growing up during like the end of the Vietnam War, like right when it was ending and everything. So there were drugs everywhere and Eileen did a lot of drugs as a child like with her neighbors mm. and it was like a lot of pills and like LSD, things like that and yeah, weed, think, but it's just like I feel weed. like if you Maybe that messed up her her brain a little bit. I if she was like doing him so much when she was so young, a lot of drugs. I mean, just even living in the fucking woods. 
I don't know. I, I feel. I honestly feel like psych, uh, like a lot of psychedelic drugs or a lot of a lot of drugs in general mm-hmm. is gonna mess up your brain, especially if you're growing still. It's yeah. just it's not good news. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's just so much, and to be blamed for your grandma's death, like I don't know. There's just there's so many things that probably just like freaking. And I'm gonna get into another thing later. So at age 16 is when Eileen left Michigan and went to Florida. Okay. So she actually like. I know you guys see, like, a lot of pictures of her, and she looks, like, freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. But actually, when she was young, she was actually pretty. Like, she was pretty it. pretty. She had freaking crazy teeth, but, like, she was pretty. <laughs> um, so she was young and pretty, and she made decent money as a sex worker. But Eileen was known to have a very violent temper mm-hmm. and actually knocked out one man with a beer bottle and another with a pool ball, like a billard Holy ball. shit. Holy shit. That, like, scares me. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That would hurt so bad. Um, and she frequented the local biker bar and loved the beach. Like, she was just freaking living it up. Like What a change, by the way, from Michigan to Florida. Right. What a change. So she moved there because she hated the snow so much. Cause she oh, there you it. go. That's the change. Yeah. <laughs> so um, her brother Keith died of cancer when he was 21. That was the one that she was having sex with. Oh, my God. Um, and he was married and everything and died. Um, and around that time, Eileen married a man named Louis Bell. She was... I don't know, probably like 17, 18, mm-hmm. I would say. Lewis Fell was 76. Oh, well, there, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the president of a coal company, but after a month of marriage, he filed for a restraining order. I thought you were going to say he died. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he filed for a restraining order because she was beating him with his own walking <sighs> stick. I just pictured like, what that's are you not, doing? And like, you grab that's not funny, but it's I know, also but funny. it was yeah, that's horrible. Jesus. I just imagine that, and it's yeah. I don't feel like she's trying to kill him for the money. I think that she was just like angry and like, you know what? It's ironic because sick. her whole life she got killed because she was killing for money. I know, right? <laughs> so in her late twenties is when she just gave up on men, and that's when she started dating women. Oh. So, which I can understand, like, with how much she went through with, like, sexual abuse and, like, everything like that. I can kind of understand where you're like, fuck guys. Like. Yeah. Being, yeah. Anyways. So, eventually, that's when she began dating Tyra. They were together for three years, and Tyra was Eileen's whole family in the world. Um, she kind of saw them as, like, Bonnie and Clyde, two, like, criminal lovers on the run. Um, and they loved drinking and firing pistols in the woods. Eileen was very interested in becoming a survivalist, and she wanted to just, like, run away in the middle of nowhere and just live with Tyra and just be alone. Which I feel like I would probably hate the world a lot if I were Eileen, like, honestly. Yeah. So Tyra claims, though, that Eileen was very jealous and possessive and could be very violent and scary. Which, I, I mean, that was reported a lot, but I feel like... If you're going out drinking all the time and she feels like she has to bring home all the money, I can understand where maybe there were probably a lot of arguments about that, too. Yeah, I feel like she, just growing up from a million different places, just got angry. She just grew up angry. I mean, she probably she had, had to freaking fend for herself. Like She had such a bad childhood. It's not surprising. having to, like, selling herself just to have money, like, at the age of nine, like, you got to have a freaking tough skin. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You got to kind of be able to stand up for yourself, Um, which obviously nobody should have to go through that. And that's not an excuse to be an asshole, but I can understand where she's coming from. I can understand it. So um, 
And so she, Tyra ran off as the police closed in on Eileen after the murders, even though she knew about them the whole time. Like, the minute the police were coming first, she's like, bah, and, like, ran off, which, I don't know. I just think, like, I don't know. Not that Eileen should have gotten away with it, but, like, she just got fucked over so many times. I just feel bad. So Eileen ended up with another man, Dickens, who also Please stole the story. Tell me that's his, real, his first real name. Please. Yeah, his first oh name is Dickens. God. <laughs> I didn't oh get a God, last name. I am obsessed. So like right before she was arrested, she started dating this Dickens guy, and he also stole his story to the world. You want a good Dickens? Uh-huh. And he like... He sold, like, stories, and then he would deny it. And he was, like, talking about how she did talk about rape fantasies. Oh. and But he would always call her such a dyke, and it really didn't last long. Like, he was really an asshole to her, too. So cops that weren't going to be part of selling the Hollywood story were actually taken off the case and threatened to silence, including one guy who was, like— he came home. He was an officer. He was taken off the case. He came home, and his whole place had been robbed of any files he had with her um, on it, anything that he had with Eileen or anything. Everything was robbed, and there was a note that said, if you like your family, you better keep your mouth fucking shut. These were, I'm sorry, these were cops that did not want to sell? Yeah, that didn't want to sell. So well, then, the, who, then who was doing that? Probably the other cops saying, don't sell us out. That we want to, oh. that you got taken off the case because you didn't want to sell like we are. They probably didn't want that to be public. Damn. Yeah, which was just like a lot. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. So Eileen honestly just started completely losing her mind on death row. Um, she started feeling like her food was being tainted, that people were trying to poison her, that her mind was being controlled by radio raves that they would put in her cell through the walls. Hmm. Um, and that she was being threatened to be raped by the workers. Um, no, that sounds like a mental illness. Yeah, and she just lost trust in everyone, even her lawyer. She spent time alone thinking about death and writing to her best friend Dawn from childhood. Um, she enjoyed reading the Bible, watching TV, um, and eventually she just stopped even wanting to talk about the murders anymore. She felt like they let people kill and that they knew about her first murder, which she actually brought up a good point. She was like, I didn't try to cover anything up. My fingerprints were all over the place. Were they, they just that bad at investigating? So my theory is that, I mean, I feel like she was on the road so much, they probably couldn't be able to find her. You know what I mean? Like, normally, like, let's she say... She moved around so much? I feel like, let's say, like, I murdered fucking John down the street. John! <laughs> I murdered fucking Eric down the street or something, right? He's gonna listen to me. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Like, (laughs) they can pinpoint where I I live. Like, that's how they find me. They just, Mm -hmm. like, look through records. Where am I? Or my car, things like that. Eileen didn't have anything to really track her. I'm sorry, did she kill guys in different areas or were they all killed in the same kind of area? Same kind of area is, like, right off the freeway, normally, or, like, in the Like, in the same county kind of thing? Okay. But she moved around that county? I feel like I feel like her name probably wasn't even on the lease with Tyra. Like, oh, I'm sure I it wasn't. Like I see what you're saying. She, was she wasn't registered. Pla- to she was anything. probably hard to find. I see. 
Um, but I don't know, or maybe there wasn't like a lot of records of her places because she was so like, there probably weren't a lot of records of yeah. her anywhere with all the things that she went through. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's just me trying to be devil's advocate. I can totally see where she'd be coming from. Obviously she's mentally unstable, but that is kind of a good point. Like it took seven, seven months within, within a year mm-hmm. and you couldn't figure it out. No. I don't know. That was just, it was a little interesting to me. So she felt that they knew about the first killing, um, but they let her keep killing because obviously it was like a woman who was unstable that they were trying to let her do that so they could sell her story. Okay. All right. I think that's where it was let's, getting a little, let's little calm out of the hand. fuck down now. Yeah. Eileen. So she was very into like conspiracy, things like that. She felt like that was what happened with a lot of people. And since she's going to be the worst, first woman serial killer in America, they were just going to let it happen so they could sell it. Oh like God. she really was mentally unstable. Yeah. Clearly. She really needed help. Like, so, yeah, um, well, at the point that she started showing like schizophrenic tendencies, she should have gotten some mental help there because that's that's she needed it then. Yeah, she and needed like, it. The thing is crazy. It's like men freaking not. I'm not like crazy. Like, I don't know. OK, anyways, like men will like kill three people and they'll have like 15 years and get off in 10. Uh, I've seen some crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, she was only convicted for one murder, and she was given over four deaths penalties. It's that whole female serial killer thing. She was a sensation, and they just—it it clearly just went absolutely fucking crazy nobody, and insane, the whole thing. Yeah, and nobody was trying to help it. Nobody even tried to give her a less, lesson. Like, it was it was penalty. a media. It was a media explosion, and people were just all over that shit. Which I just—I don't—I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of politics. There in was this, like a tell. lot of things happening that I don't think were necessarily right. Not saying, Not that saying she shouldn't, she shouldn't have, gone have gotten jail, punished, but she should have at least been given the option to have life in prison. She was not given any options but death, mm-hmm. and I think that that was kind of like a big deal. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think I'm trying to remember now all like the quote unquote famous serial killers what they all got. Um, you know, Ted Bundy got the death sentence but he was actually given the option for for life in jail what about jeffrey dahmer do you know what he got or btk Dennis i don't Rader? think jeffrey dahmer was on death row he got killed in prison he did get killed but was he on death row when he got killed i don't i don't want to say i don't think he was he might have been what about dennis Rader? dennis Rader, i don't I, I need to like so. brush up because sure. i i read so much and then i get them like mixed up in my head i don't remember i feel like dennis Rader served or like the hillside strangler or any of those cancer. I'm trying to think if there were any are there any big serial killers like that that did get off and are out now? I don't think so. Cause I, I feel like sure. I would remember that. I don't feel like they did. I know I know Ed Ed Gein did get he was wait, no no. No. John Wayne Gacy was the one who did get death row, he was killed. Okay. Because um, he was making the paintings before he was killed. That's right. Um, but I don't think a lot of... I feel like I feel like there was probably somebody who did get out, though. Because I remember not that long ago, there was somebody who was, like, supposed to have life in prison, but then didn't have to. I do... No, I'm, I wish I could remember who it was. Because to me, it was, it was, like, a really fucking funny story. And I was, like, cackling when I heard about it. I... Maybe you can... Maybe you'll remember it when I say it, but there was a guy who got, 
released from mm-hmm. prison and the people of that city like refused to let him live in their city so they like, banished him and he had to move to some trailer in the middle of fucking nowhere because no city would let them but let them live in it i remember um that's kind of what happened with mary vincent's guy oh maybe that was it singleton he wasn't allowed oh i think that was it yeah but he was supposed to serve 14 even though he like literally hawked off a 15 year old girl's arms with an axe and threw in her a ditch to die after raping her for an entire night seven years i'm shocked i don't know i'm still so shook about it dude i hate this guy so much and i was dying when i found out that everyone was like fuck that they're like no we don't want him he had to end up living in the middle of fucking nowhere because no one wanted oh my god i can't i was dying so hard wait no actually no i want his no right okay i'm sorry (laughs) so um so lost trust and everybody i forgot where it was uh um so that's when she kind of like started to reminisce. That's when she was talking about how she's blamed for her grandmother's death. I just had jumped ahead of that to talk about this. Mm. Um, yeah, and she was just like so bitter. She's like, I literally slept in the th- in the snow. My fingers are still mislike colored from the frostbite because I, I had say. nothing. How and all know? these other people, all these other kids were like safe inside their home. And I was outside and nobody would help me. Mm. Nobody offered to let me stay with them. Nothing. Nobody would help me. And I think, I mean, I feel like that really does say a lot. And then she'd go to school and be, like, picked on. And she's like, it really messed me up. And she was saying, I just wish circumstances could have been different. I wish that I didn't, like, not saying that your parents are going through a divorce. Obviously, she, she didn't even know her parents. But she's like, if I had been with, like, a mother and father who were actually together. If my grandmother didn't die and my dad never got mad and I never got kicked out, I could have been, like, a person. Yeah. But there are people that... Go through things like this. And don't end up murdering people. Yeah, exactly. That's important to remember. And it it was honestly just kind of sad because she really did... She's like, I really do regret what I did. And she's like, it just, like... She's just like, but just with the things that I went through, I feel like if, if things had been different, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I mean, she Which might be right. Which it's not an excuse. There's no excuse for killing people. But, yeah. I, I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Like, she like her, she was still there in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that she felt bad for what she did. There were moments where, like, she'd act like she didn't. But I think that's just because she was so mm. unstable, like... So when, oh, this part, uh, not, okay, I'm not trying to pity her, but, like, this is a little bit sad. When she was asked what the best part of her life was, she said that she couldn't think of a single thing, and she just wanted to die. She was ready for her life to be over, that her life wasn't even worth living. Yeah, that's pretty dark. So, I don't know, I just don't think anybody should ever feel that way. Like No, no. Like, I, like, when I feel bad, it's because I'm thinking of that, like, 13-year-old girl, like, that shouldn't have had gone through any of that. Mm. So, mm-mm-mm. so six months after the interview, she after this last interview, um, she was scheduled to death for October 9th, two thousand two. Eileen's biological mother um, told that when they had an interview with her, that she was actually born bottom first, which was really really rare. It wasn't even feet first; it was like butt first. Mm-hmm. And she believes that that caused a lot of the brain damage too. They think that she probably had like. Because there wasn't enough oxygen. Yeah, but what makes everyone think that she even has any brain damage? Has she ever shown signs of brain damage in any way? I guess they're probably... 
Or are they attributing like the mental illness and the mental illness? I think it's so like the damage, the psychological like tendencies that she has or like the personality Mm -hmm. disorders she has. Okay. Yeah. Which honestly, I feel like I feel like honestly, obviously, I don't know. But if she had grown up in like a good home, I don't think that she would have been the way that she was. Makes you wonder, though, because like makes you wonder. She she might have. We don't know. It's crazy because like. Obviously, like, people can, like, choke to death and, like, like or almost die when they're born. But, like, mm-hmm. I almost died when I'm born. I'm not about to kill anybody. My mom's umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck when I was born. <laughs> my, I actually got stuck, and both my mom and I almost died. They had to give me, like, CPR, and then they were like, yep. But I'm here. I look like a fucking eggplant. I was <laughs> purple as fuck. It was great. Y'all, y'all, I, yeah, I'm not even oh, going boy. into it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so, mm, mm, mm. do and in the end of the interview, Eileen's mom obviously didn't even know about her sleeping in the snow and in the woods. The grandfather never told her that. Um, but when her mom was done talking, she was like, you know what? Maybe it's better that she's going to die. Better than, as opposed to what? Guess being alive. She's like, maybe this is for the best because oh, she didn't want her at the beginning. And then she went through all this and she's mm. like, you know what? She shouldn't have ever existed. Oh, that kind of. Okay, mm-hmm. so she meant it like maybe it's good that she, she dies. Shouldn't, she shouldn't have ever existed. Damn. I Yeah, I just think that. Uh, uh, just love your child. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Eileen wanted to be executed. Wait. Oh, yeah. She wanted to be executed in a Harley Davidson's freaking winged T-shirt because she said, I've earned my wings. That is. And a leather jacket. Holy shit. (laughs) Her last meal was fucking KFC. Oh, my God. She was killing it. The South. So, um, do, do, do. And after she was executed, she was cremated and sent to her friend's Don's house because she wanted to be, quote, with people who actually loved her. Oh. Oh, my God. Um, so in the very end, she still thought that she was left to kill, like, she was let kill, left, wait, she was, they let her kill for a story and that she was raped. Mm -hmm. Then she went to say that she was raped and that it was all a conspiracy and that they knew that, um, do, do, do. Wait, that they all knew and that all anyone ever cared about was the story that they could sell. And she refused to talk about the murders because that's not what this was about. And then she oh, kept okay. saying something interesting that she said was that she said that a meteor was supposed to come in 2019 and kill everybody because apparently that was what was happening on the news. Uh, so, on y'all, we're news? about to die. Yeah. Well, you know how, like, every five minutes it's like, everyone's going to die in 2012. Everybody's going to die here. No. In 2000, everybody thought the world was going to end. Dude, like, the 2012 end of the world was, I, honestly, I thought I was, like, having some kind of weird stroke when they came out at a Hollywood movie about the end of the world in 2012. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And like, Ridiculous. I mean, they always say, like, oh, in year, oh, no, 2012. <clears throat> 20, no, no, 25. There's going to mm-hmm. be a meteor that hits everywhere. Like, there's always something that makes everybody scared, but it's always, like, not true. Like, come on. There's no meteor happening. Watch us literally get hit by a meteor next week. And Guys, y'all the lizard people are coming for come us. Come after me in heaven. It'll be great. Actually, I don't know where I'm going to be, but. Um, so, another thing that I thought was interesting is they gave her a mental test before she was executed and oh. she passed. So, she wasn't insane. But, that like, that's about? the thing. How that is kind, this wait, is that the kind of mental t- test you were talking about? Yeah, like they, a they sa- insanity test. test. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. And she passed. But, like, holy shit. Listening to all this, and, like, she thinks that they're literally giving her freaking radiation in her room. To right. That her. doesn't, that sounds There's like. N- how would she have passed that? Sounds and like a even, delusion. And even the guy in the interview, like, who's doing the interview, she's like, he was like, I've known her for this entire time, and there is no way that she would have passed that. Then it might have been a botched test. It could have been, I guess. It was just, there was just so many <clears throat> weird things that, I don't know. There was just so many. Hmm. I just, I don't think that she was, obviously she wasn't innocent, but I do think that she deserved some kind of a fair trial. Everyone deserves a fair trial. I feel like everybody sure. deserves yeah. a fair trial. It shouldn't be like, if I, okay, if I freaking, I don't know murdered Paul. I deserve that. Were you about to say John again? (laughs) I swear to God. If I... (laughs) Y'all watch the news. No, I'm kidding. Anyways, um, like, I just feel like I should be able to have a choice or, like, be given the option, not just automatic death penalty and the only lawyer is going to take me just because he wants to sell my story. Like, nobody cared about her. Her entire life, nobody cared about her. I don't know. that's, That's a true statement right there, yeah. Except for Don. Yeah, I don't know. That just made me sad. I don't know. I just thought it was so interesting because, I don't know, all you hear is Eileen the monster, the monster, the monster. Mm -hmm. But was she really a monster? Obviously she killed, but... No, I think she was a monster, but she was made into one. Yeah. She, I think, definitely. I mean, I think anyone that kills anybody is a monster. Yeah, that's true. Unless it's actually out of self-defense. The cards that she was given did turn her into one. Yeah. Not saying that... Another person in that situation would absolutely turn out the same way because they probably would turn out completely different. Yeah, everybody turns out different. I don't know. It just was so interesting because I feel like everybody, at least I had this like total idea of her. Mm -hmm. But then like realizing everything that you that she went through, she wasn't born that way. Well, what about other serial killers that had horrible childhoods too? Like, do you feel equally like sad for them? Like, um, Ed Kemper had a pretty bad... Oh, no, 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 no. The, the One of the worst childhoods I've ever read about is um, Richard Ramirez. Like, horrific childhood. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't feel sorry for him. No. I do, but I don't, mostly. Because he wasn't even given a chance. This boy... This... this no, I can't. He was not given a chance. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I feel like there's no excuse ever for the murder. I think I just, like, I just, like, have, like, I always feel bad for, like, sexual abuse fucks you up so bad. Mm -hmm. It really does. And it just, like, breaks my heart to see people who never got a chance, but they also never got a voice. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, to me, it's... I maybe it's wrong, but I don't feel like it is, and it's very natural for me to look mm-hmm. at these people as two separate people because when they're kids, they're just kids to me. Like yeah. when I hear about their childhoods, when I like when I think about Richard Ramirez, I hate him so much. But when I think back to his childhood, I see him as a little boy, and I just want to help him. But then I see what he turns into, and I just think that there's. Even though he went through so much, and even though Eileen went through so much, I still think that there's no excuse for it. No, there's not. I think the only difference that I see with Eileen's case is I don't feel like she was killing out of anger. I feel like she was killing for money. 
which obviously still isn't a reason, but it wasn't like, I want to destroy mm. this person's body because they are a despicable like. I think thing. that is a big difference between it was like, like a female and a male serial killer, because male serial killers seem to do it for the thrill. Mm-hmm. And it's or usually it's like, a sexual thrill. I'm gonna thrill. freaking rape you and then kill you and then rape your dead body. Hers and was women... like, I need your fucking money. I'm gonna shoot you and then take your money. Yeah, which still has no reason to kill. But I think that's where I get a little bit of like, she just, oh my god, like I don't even know. Man, if she had just killed the right person, found found her a rich guy, she only killed one if person. If she just killed that 76 year old man <laughs> with his cane. That stupid fucking cane. <laughs> Honestly, I just like see as like with all these people, a lot of them, like if you if they had just gotten some help early on, like they wouldn't have had to see, that's like they wouldn't it. have killed. It's insane. It's insane how many times I've read or I've been like, if they had just gotten help or if they had not been, had help taken away from them or blah, 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 blah. Dude, I was listening to a story today about the that McDonald's massacre where mm-hmm. the guy called the suicide helpline and they told him they'd call him back weird and they never did and he sat by the phone for two hours oh my god and i was like and I, I i felt horrible for him but then he went on to kill like 19 people like right after that just yeah, shot people innocent no people. shot children and i was like i but but again it was like two people in my head like I felt so bad for this person that was sitting by the phone waiting for this, this like call. The suicide hotline, there's other, you can go somewhere else too. You can literally take yourself to the police station and be right. like, I want to fucking kill myself right now. Please help. I think it is normal to feel bad for these people and agree that they're they're monsters. I think yeah. it's, it's possible to feel both because I, I just think that there's parts inside us that have that natural need to want to help people. So it's hard for us to just be like, hmm. Just, like, discount that. Yeah, because she, like, there's no, like, don't fucking kill somebody's dad for money. No. Like, that is beyond not okay. And there was also an interesting subject I was thinking about, you know, the whole, I know a lot of people quote unquote like Eileen because they're like, yeah, she's just killing men who rape her, you know. No. They don't know the story. They don't know the story. But that's, that's like, the, the surface that they know. So they say that. Even if that were true, I hate the idea of these people like being martyrs and and killing like these people that are killing bad people and being like, well, I'm like this good person because I'm killing bad people. It's like, d- no, you, just made me you, think you of stop it right now. No, it's it's so stupid. It's like you can't you can't. Oh my god, you can't because then who who are you to say that this person deserves to die? Yeah, they're yeah. okay. Let's say they're the worst fucking person. They're a serial killer, they're a pedophile, they're just the worst. You don't have that authority as no. another because then there's just anarchy going on at this point. There's just people that are just gonna be killing people for no fucking reason. People are like, Well, they killed her and that's a bad person, but I think this is a bad person. It just gets it's it's insane. It is the most ridiculous thing to idolize, and I am no, I don't think that's okay. Like, I don't know. I feel like our justice system could be fixed up a little bit. Absolutely. I do think that there's there's good and bad people out there, and there's lazy and diligent people out there making certain cases worse or better. But, like, 
and I feel like a lot of it is like hearsay. Like, let's think about like how much the media twists things. I don't Ugh. even listen to the news because every news place is like telling a different story about the same story. Like, I don't even yeah. know what's real anymore. That is so frustrating. And so I feel like we can't jump on and just kill somebody, even though, like, let's be honest, that guy freaking raped a girl behind a dumpster. I mm-hmm. really don't feel like he got justice, but I'm like, I don't think he, I'm going to go kill him for that. Yeah. Right now. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> No, but, like, you never really know the whole story, even though you hear parts of it. And so, like, obviously, you would never have the authority to kill somebody just to kill somebody. That's a good point. But that especially does not—you were not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't see everything that happened. You don't know. I mean, I feel like— Let's say, I don't know, who's like a famous celebrity. Let's say fucking Channing Tatum. Oh, I was going to say Jake Jill. No, I love him too much. Let's I love say fucking Jake. Channing Tatum comes up to me with a gun and oh, fucking no. like starts beating me or raping me or something. And like I start beating him up. I don't know how I'd fucking ever. Okay, let's say I like take his gun and shoot him in the leg, but he happens to have like a hemorrhage in his leg or something and then he just dies. Yeah. The media could so easily take that as I was like, change it to like I was a sex worker and mm-hmm. I shot Channing Tatum everybody's favorite sweetheart and, and like, everybody would want to kill me they put but up they a picture of you in like a low cut shirt and this this who's right here <laughs> like oh my right so it's like it's like you never really know what actually happened yeah, so it's so it's so crazy how much hatred we can have towards people that we don't even know if the story is true or not. It's insane. The media absolutely can give you your opinion. It's it really so does blow scary. my mind. And like, I'm sure, like, let's say Eileen's case was happening now, there would probably be a lot of would have been advocates oh God, that would imagine? be like, "Can you, can you fucking imagine? Just wait a minute. Just if imagine you see this. See the clip. Oh my God. Of her talking about getting raped. It's honestly, I was actually like, oh my, I don't know if it's just because I have like a special place in my heart for that, but like, I was just like, oh my God, like you guys yeah. don't know. You guys are sentencing this person to death. And like, as she's leaving, she's like crying. She's like, why did I get raped and now I'm being killed for it? Like, well, that's not what you're being killed for. Ugh. But like not if that's all the media played because they want ratings. Like, Ugh. imagine, imagine right. what people would be doing right now. But they don't know the whole story. They don't know. Come on, like seven people in the span of a year, mm-hmm. like if it were that, like, you were getting that much, you should have stopped at two. Like, stop doing what you were doing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that didn't quite add up, and she really was, she was a killer. Yes, yeah, Like, was. even though she was doing it for money, that doesn't excuse it. But I do think that there was a difference between her and a lot of other serial killers, because a lot of them do do it for the thrill. Like, she even said, like, they do it for the thrill. And I think that was something that kind of set her apart, that I think she could have definitely gotten help and possibly turned her life around as opposed to somebody who was like fucking I don't know chopped off their dad, chopped Let's... off their mother's head and was having sex with it that person's beyond gone boy this this massive dude Ed Kemper he does such a good job in mine so... the actor in I always Hunter think of him in so mine <laughs> it's like I don't even think of Ed Kemper I think of this actor but like <laughs> there's some people who it's it's more out of hatred and I feel like yeah. hatred is a very hard thing to turn away than the desperation Oof. for money Oh, I agree Which I'm with sure that. there was hatred too, but like I feel like that was something that kind of changed the case a little bit for me because it was something so different and she was not well, given a choice. 
Yeah. And she was not given any help. I feel like she needed some help. She might have even been able to do... There was somebody in prison who had this horrible thing, but then he started turning around and started teaching other prisoners art or things like that. He was still serving out his life in prison, but his life actually amounted to something. I feel like she could have amounted to something, Mm. but she was not given the chance. If she had just gotten help. I see what you're saying. Do you kind of know what I mean? (laughs) And I think that's something that kind of upset me about this case. It's because there was so much that happened and it was such a big case, but nobody cared because it was such a big case. They yeah. just wanted a story they and they wanted to kill They just wanted her. to sensationalize it. And I don't know. I just I just didn't think that was right. Obviously, it wasn't right that she killed and she shouldn't have been like set free by any means, but I feel like things could have been handled a lot different. Oh, yeah. I think that's where, yeah. But well, like, shit. I know. That was, that what was a, a lot. story. That was a lot. That's why I want to do her. I, I mean, want to do her sometime. I was going to say, like, yeah, that's a pretty big case to take, so I figured it, it would take a bit to get through it, because there's a lot of stuff going on with that one. Yeah. Definitely some stuff I did not know. That's what, I, I don't know. It's just, it was such an interesting case to me. You should you I'm, like, still your... thinking about it. What? <laughs> I was, like, thinking of what you could have put as the hint that, like, you, you said you were trying to think of something that wouldn't give it away. You should put a picture of like an alligator peeking up from a swamp and that's the hint like some stupid <laughs> fucking so florida thing for me to find like if you look <laughs> at her teeth you can tell that it was her yeah <laughs> but i don't know i felt like she was a monster but the monster that they made her out to be that wasn't her we should start doing really cryptic hints like if we ever do ted bundy wait, wait, wait. just like put a picture of like an actual beetle on a flower or something and it's like yeah well that that's for his car no. which was a vw bug what is that thing where it's like you spell out the name but with pictures so it'd be like a teddy bear and then like a, like a hot dog bun and then like the letter d or something <laughs> but make it like really hard wait 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 i want to do one i want to do one it's a picture of one of the Ed, Ed and Eddie characters, one of the Eds. And then, and then we have, um, I can't think of anything for chem. Oh. A chem, the, like a chemistry bottle. Oh. Like a, like a beaker, a Bunsen burner. And then a pear. And then I, a purr, like a cat. Oh, a cat A cat purring. going like purring. That chemistry was, cat. What, what would you think? Cartoon ooh. chemistry cat. Cartoon chemistry cat. <laughs> I tried. I like it. I like it. That would be way too much work, though. But it would also be fun. Like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Anyways. I'm going to do it next week. Oh, by the way, I already fun. know what I'm doing. I've, I actually have already written out the notes for it. I knew what I was going to do Tuesday, and then I did it all yesterday. Oh, nice. It took me, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I do not have the time and energy to do who the fuck was I? Ted Bundy. And then I was like, who else can I do? And I was like, I honestly don't know. Tedith Bundy. Tedith. I keep calling him Tedith in my Tedith head. Bundy. Tedith. The sweet I told old. John that we were going to name our kids Tedith. Tedith? <laughs> Not Theodore, but Tedith. Um, so this case that I'm doing next week, obviously uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you much about it. I do want to say, um, I, I noticed I was going through the same stuff during this research that I did last week. And I was like, how come these last two weeks have been so, like, I find myself in all these rabbit holes and like so much information that I just keep uncovering. And I was like, how come that's happening for these? But, and I realized it's another mystery. That's why it's another unsolved mystery. And I'm like, fuck, whenever I do these, I am just, I am not satisfied because there's no ending that I'm getting to. So I'm just going and going and the amount of Reddit threads that I am going through, it is unbelievable. There's so much Dang, stuff and I can't I'm excited. stop. So I'm like, I'm going to get a really early start on this and just like look every day while I'm at work 
and just look at more threads because, oh, my God, there's just someone will mention something and I'm like, wait, was that proven? Let me check. I'm going to look for this other article that mentions this. It's, it's so it's it's a case that I have known about for a while. And it uh, it's just fascinating to me. It is it is one more hint. Super creepy, like super, creepy. super fucking creepy, in my opinion. I was looking up different I, for like inspiration. I was like looking up different like creepy unsolved things, and mm-hmm. none of them stuck though. Mm. They're like random ass things. Like one was like, "This is a runner," and then he suddenly pushes this random person into the street, and then he just kept running. And that oh my was, god, like, I know about that mystery. one. I was gonna say, I bet you, I know of anyone that you mentioned, and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's just, like, a lot of weird ones. And then all of a sudden it, like, started, like, suggesting thing, and it was, like, customers who got told off. And I was like, oh, what's this? And then I was, like, watching all these, like, random things, like, customer versus employer. And it was, like, oh, my God. One was, like, this lady who was standing in Walmart, and she was standing on the self-checkout. And she's like, I was on the phone, and no one picked up. I was on the phone, and no one picked up. Y'all better serve me. Y'all better serve me. And then they are like, ma'am, can you get down? And she was like, no. Not until you pick up your goddamn phones. And I was like, you were on the phone at home. You got up, drove to Walmart. Instead of going to the customer service line, you stand in the self-checkout line to stand on a checkout machine. (laughs) Ma'am, you are winning. You are winning. If that's the worst thing to happen in your day, that Walmart didn't pick up, you're having a pretty good day. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. That was that was interesting. Definitely was a good a story. Different. Thank you. Oh yeah. man, I'm excited. What did we do for time? Was it better than <laughs> Yeah, cuz the last time you ended at 26 minutes in <laughs> and now it's been an hour and 18 minutes. <laughs> I had literally the exact same amount of pages as my last one. It's cuz we did a lot of like side stuff. We we had, we definitely talked more. The other one was like very straight to the chase, but I still liked it. Short and sweet. Yeah. Not sweet. Short and Horrible. bitter as fuck. Ho- I'm upset. <laughs> Short and I'm very upset. <laughs> and if you guys have suggestions for stories, oh let us gosh. know. We might not do them, but <laughs> goddamn fucking help us. <laughs> Just let us know. Um, we might not do them, but you know. <laughs> I don't want them to get excited. I don't it's want not to be even like, like hey, suggestion. we might do it. <laughs> We might not. It's going to be like one suggestion, and then they'll know that we're going to do it. So then it won't be a surprise. No, no. I, I agree. I think it's, it's keep I like getting any recommendations from anybody because I think we've all scoured the internet and every crevice we can find for interesting cases. And I always feel weird doing like recent cases because like that one case where that girl just got found after like 80, 80 days. I thought you were going to say 80 years. No, like, 80 days girl. or something. Um, her name is totally escaping me right now. But I feel like because it, she just got found, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's I feel so like new. things have to be so um, too in the past like to be able to actually see the whole story. Right, right. Exactly. Because at this point, you know, yeah, there's not maybe none. I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe one day I'll do something relatively new and just, you know, unfolding. That might be interesting. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I think mysteries are my favorite, though, because I love speculating, and I love thinking, and I love... I like mysteries, but it also pains me to never know the answer. I agree. I it agree. Ever since we did Henry last week, I'm just like, it, it. it's frustrating knowing that we will not know. I mean, we okay, we might. We might, but we probably won't. Like, uh, nine, what was the fucking one I did? 1046. 10.46. Like yeah. we'll never know. What if one day Let's we just did? Like what if what if one I day I would literally we would start the podcast that minute live and I'd be like, Y'all, look what oh, I mean, I mean, okay. 
no one ever thought the Golden State Killer was going to get caught. And this is like the 70 million year old man who's like, and we're like, holy shit. I know. Things happen. I want to, you know how I want to do, you guys, I'm not going to do it next week, so don't worry, I'm not ruining. But that one of the person who like, who did he do? Like go into like people who were sleeping, like their door was like unlocked and he'd like lick their feet or something or like tickle their feet. The foot tickler. (gasps) Oh my God, I know what you're talking about. The foot tickler. Yeah. Okay. That, that just rung a bell in my head. I was like, wait, but he didn't do anything to them. He would just, no. yeah, yeah, he I do remember this. would their feet and then leave. I would, I would fucking shit my pants if I woke up and there was a guy to, <gasps> okay, oh. all right, wait, all right, wait. I would wait. think it was a ghost. I just, I just had a vision because I know I've mentioned it before how terrifying crawling things are. Can you imagine this guy crawling up to the end of your fucking bed and tickling your feet? Oh and he's, God. he's crouched on the floor <laughs> and you open nightmares. your eyes and he's crouched on the floor at the foot of your fucking bed. Or I'd just lose like, it. just to see a head. I would vomit. I would vomit on everything. I would. I would. I would, I would have like probably like knowing my luck. I would have that scream where nothing came out. Oh my god! Like, that is my biggest oh, nightmare. Oh, I'm like big fear of mine not being able to scream. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> wait. One one last thing. Yeah. That just reminded me of another moment. My sister and I were talking about something really uh-huh. creepy, and we like went back and forth just like that, and like really creeped each other out. We were driving in like very, very rural Idaho, like in the middle of the forest. I'm not kidding. Look up Sagal, Idaho. Gross. Jeepers gross. Jeepers, Jeepers gross. No, look up Sagal, Idaho and tell me that's not like forest as fuck. So we're driving in Sagal? this. Yeah. Look it up. Sagal, right Idaho. So it is like right next to the Canadian border. It's like up there in the middle of nowhere. So because my grandma lives up there. So we're driving up back to her place and we're driving through this really dense forest mm-hmm. and we like come to like a, there's like a. Did I spell something wrong? There's a ton of people with glasses. OK, you wrote seagull. <laughs> it's <laughs> S-A-G-L-E. <laughs> um, I spelled it S-E-I-G-A-L. <laughs> Okay, anyways. Mm-mm. Anyway, we were pulling up to this really, like, rural... Um, That's very foresty. ...train track, okay? Uh-huh. And we're stopped at the train track, all right? I think there there might have been a... I don't know. We were stopped mm-hmm. at the train track for some fucking reason. And it was dark all around us, and we were just like... I think I was the one who said it first, because I love to scare myself. I think I was like, Kristen, do you remember... And you might remember this too, Joy... Do you remember back in 2009? I remember because I was in hair school when uh-huh. the, I heard the news about this. 2009, there was somebody crawling in the HOV lane of the 202 at like 4 a.m. So, who the fuck? I'm Were guessing, they okay? I'm guessing you did not hear about no. it. No. Yeah, it was 2009, and this really happened. And I, it's kind of escaping me right now. I think. I think they ended up dying, but I'm not 100% sure. But I told that to my sister. I was like, Kristen, do you remember that? And she was like, oh, my God, yeah, I remember that. And then I was, like, silent for a second. And I was like, what if somebody crawled out of the bushes right here and just crawled in front of our car naked? Like some creepy naked guy crawled out of the forest in front of our car on his hands and knees. And I was like, Kristen, I think I have just created the creepiest situation possible in my head at this moment and we were like dying oh my god we were dying oh my god okay just picturing it i want to die okay that's so dude i would make such a good horror movie would i not would i not make the greatest horror movie i really would you would by the way one last thing yes if you like 
You're not even talking to me, are you? Nope. What's your last name? Speaking of horror movies, Uh I always like movies that have something going on in the background, and it's not like a jump scare, but it's something that you you kind it kind of catches your eye in the background. Hill House, right? Uh Nah, more like the strangers standing there. Okay, where like something is appearing in the background slowly, and then when you see it, you just you're just like, oh my fucking god, kind of thing. You know? Do you know what I'm talking about? So yeah, not a jump scare, but that if you like that kind of stuff, you guys should watch. And I know you're. I'm, I'm surprised you don't know what I'm going to say because no. you and I watched this movie together. Oh, and you and I were screaming during this scene. Oh we actually God, screamed. Wait. We screamed together. Summer oh of '84. Oh my God! We yes. screamed at that scene. I, I don't even remember die. what scene it was. Dude, do you really not remember it? I just didn't risk, like, that whole movie was intense. Oh I think God. about it all the time. I recommend it to almost all my clients. I recommend it to every person I see every day oh, of my life, a hundred times a day. What Summer of 84 is one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time, what and it is so fucking creepy. What was it? I'll tell you after we record. I'm not okay. giving I am not giving it away on this podcast. You guys podcast. can't know. Guys. Until. I know what you're talking about, but, like, at the same time. Do you remember screaming with me? <laughs> I do. I just can't remember what we screamed at. Oh, my God. That whole movie is a trip. You guys have to watch it. My it's heart. honestly so good. I want to watch it again. I like, do, honestly. too. I, I would love to watch it again. Oh, my fuck. All right. Okay. Yes. We, we, okay. we are Look, done. We got to end we this. Hey, uh, have a good day, everybody. Uh, <laughs> good thing that happened to me. It was my birthday, and I partied it mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. She did. Good thing to happen to Heather was... Oh, man. I have to think. <laughs> oh, boy. She had to think. Um... It's like oh God, Kingdom Hearts. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everybody just play it. Just get it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I never, I vowed never to buy another Kingdom Hearts game after I rage quit one because the freaking bosses are ridiculous. She played like two seconds of the first one and was like, I can't. I played, I played Dream Drop Distance up until Notre Dame, I think it was, where there's this Okay, that's because you were playing one of the shitty ones. Thing. You have to play the first, the second. Or the third. So then I went to a friend's house, and she's like, help me beat the Riddler. It's like it's like the one in Alice in Wonderland in the first one, I okay, believe. Okay, that's the first one, yeah. And I was like, Dude, okay. And then after, like, 20 times, I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. That one is a frustrating one. Okay, my God, we need to end this. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Go have a life. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll see you next week. See you later.